started out trading during 2000, the 2009 recovery. So it was like the 2008 financial crash and then the 2009, like Occupy Wall Street, all that. Mm. And it's okay if I cuss. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's a very cussy business. Yes, it is. Um, so during that time, uh, it was like the most volatile period up to that point in history. Um, you froze. I'm not sure if that is. Are oh. you still there? I am. I'm not sure okay, why yeah. it's frozen. Fine. To be honest, so it's just your picture. So let me. I'll, I'll turn started... it off because then it would just be, just be easier. Okay. I think. Um, so I started trading the ES futures around that time, and if you know anything about the ES futures, they're a highly leveraged instrument. Yeah. Um, for every like one point, it's fifty dollars. Like one point on the S and P five hundred index, uh, you get fifty dollars per contract. Mm. Um, so this is not the minis. This was uh, well, it is the minis, but it's not the micro, I should say. Yeah. Um, and when I when I first started trading the ES, you know, it was going good. But then um, there's just one day where the ES was trading like 180 points or something ridiculous in, within minutes, and that is just a. It's hard to really put the words how crazy that volatility is you know you can turn mm. let's put it this way i had about 10 grand in it uh that 10 grand evaporated in a couple of seconds wow um and then within a few minutes if i had had just a little more capital in there i would have been up uh closer to, to six figures Oof. so you know we're talking about just massive swings within yeah. uh, a short amount of time and then so, after that you know i, I took some time for self-reflection um I went to like, you know, just be with nature for a bit and then yeah. really try to come back and reassess the situation, what I did wrong, how to prevent getting cashed out like that. So that was kind of my beginning into trading. As I got like older, I started being more like relaxed, passive kind of trading. So swing trading as opposed to day trading scalping. Um I would, you know, kind of buy like leaps um, or just shares, uh, stuff like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the past years, I've been getting involved into crypto. Um, okay. So that's cut, that's kind of where we are today. Now, back in 2008, there was this guy called Lakai that I met, and he was doing well. well first, I started off on day trading Rockstar. It's like this. Um, it's like a, a chat room slash broadcast where they talk about trades and stuff like that. And okay. he just stocks. So it was like the first community I joined, you know? Mm. Uh, and then after that, I, I saw a guy called Lakai who was doing uh, trade it, don't date it. <laughs> That's a good um, yeah. And he was, uh, he was doing live trades on the ES and I like he'd broadcast and I saw him like, I know he started less, but when I joined, he was probably around 50 K. And I saw him trade that up uh, to multiple millions. Really? Like, there were some days he wow. would trade and he would like pull 1 million a day, just like 1 million, 1 million, 2 million. So what was the half risk? Million. Like how much was he risking kind of per trade? Uh, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't use stop losses. So it was kind of like, I mean, I would say the most – I mean, I would say during that time, the most heat he would take would be like half a million. Right. Um, as well, it, during this recent like COVID era, the most heat I've seen him take is closer to four point five million or something like that. So he still currently trades. Yeah, any sort of high volatility day, like okay. the the most recent drop in the markets, he was he was trading then. Ah, okay. So, so basically, basically, you wait, you wait patiently for high volatility events and you capitalize on those. If there's, if there's none, okay. like you can tell, you can tell there's fear. Mm. And so if, if you don't like, if, if you're not like, if there's not that time, you kind of don't want really to be involved in the market, right? If you're not buying at like extreme lows to invest long-term, or mm. if you're not uh, swing or day trading those extreme volatility events, you shouldn't be in the market. You should be in some other instrument. I feel. In terms of like the mentality of investing. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about 
somebody like Lakai versus somebody like Hedge Fund or, or, yeah. or Goldman Sachs Quant or something like that. Lakai yeah. blows them out of the water. There's no right. amount of money that they, they could pay him that would be mm. worth his time to to get to to do what he does because it's really just a psychological thing. You can't teach a computer to taste fear. You just know it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm personally, I'm absolutely terrible at kind of seeing that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think I've been trading long enough. Um, so I've been trading around five years. But but um, but that's just it. You are. People don't realize that. So everyone. Mm. Everyone knows what fear is when they see it, right? Yeah. yeah. What's what's going on now that's that's got people afraid? I mean, the whole market was collapsing not not that long ago. Yeah, but um, why why is it collapsing? What what's the fear? Um, I guess there's multiple things, isn't there? It? It's like the Fed, um, Corona. There's multiple things that are going on all at the same time. Right. The, so what about the the Ukraine conflict? Yeah, yeah. Now some of these are pony shows, if I can be frank. Some of these are literally, to some extent, fabricated distractions to uh, pump up military spending. Some of them are just you know like dangling the key so that people don't see what's going on around them. And mm. some of it is just to intentionally create volatility events, uh, because when volatility dries up. I guarantee you every power group in the world is frustrated. They're bored out of their minds. <laughs> volatility creates a potential for profit. No volatility means no profit. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have to call uh, a news organization and tell them to stir something up or whatever, right? It, it needs right, to be right, done, right. right? The financial system moves upon these things. Like you can't have stagnation. So yeah. you just got to be well you well you need to, so you you know fear or maybe maybe I'm so deep into it I I know it better but I feel like everybody knows fear they know it cuz they feel it they know when it, corona when corona there's... first hit there oh. was fear yeah right people were scared out of their minds but then how are you actually applying that to the markets well for coronavirus is a little bit different cuz I had a background in genetics and I knew Really? For starters, I knew that I knew that China was a lying piece of shit. <laughs> uh, secondly, of all, you know, I know how viruses work and how viruses mutate, and I know how governments like to cover things up. And I knew, and all my genetic friends knew, that that virus is going to be big. China should have been locked down from every country immediately, right? That mm. if you ask somebody who 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 does research in that field, they would have tell you that was the first thing everyone should have done immediately. Is locked down all access to China, but that didn't happen. Obviously, mm. uh, the CDC and the World Health Organization believed the numbers coming out of China, even though yeah, anyone could look at the yeah. data and realize that the infection rate was much much higher, and that if you extrapolate the, the data curves, we're talking about extremely uh, contagious and high, higher than you know normal lethality event. Um, and it was just consistently one error after another error from every health organization on the globe. And during that time, the market was topping out, but it hadn't fallen. And that was when I started selling off every single, every single all of my assets, complete right. cash. And so now, catching the bottom is a bit harder, right? Yeah. Because as, as so I, I could sense the fear. And as the fear goes down, I shorted. Right, I shorted and I bought, short a little more, bought, you know. Mm. But then I start feeling afraid, right? Because it's a contagious thing, right? It, it infects your your logical mind, and you start feeling afraid. Like, is this it? Is this the end? All right, we we have boys in Goldman Sachs. They they were giving out floors, floor busted. Next floor, that floor is busted. <laughs> Goldman Sachs can't even figure out the floor. So now it's like. It's it feels starts feeling like doomsday to everyone, even yeah. even the top, you know, like the the top industry. And when that happens, uh, you know, it's like it couldn't buy. You know, even mm. though I knew in my head that they're going to bail out the the, the the that there was going to be a bailout, and there was. I went long, 
there was a bailout. The market went up, I want to say 90 points within a second and then dropped down within two seconds back. Like, again, humongous swings we're talking about. I don't think yeah. people can can fathom 90 <laughs> points within seconds. Um, these are enough to cash out, you know, six six figure accounts and, and evaporate them like that. Like, mm. so, uh, and when, when it went down, I got out relatively flat, I think, because I was like, wow, even a bailout is not, is not going to save this thing, but um, mm. you know, it it eventually did. It started slowly creeping back up. Um, you know, that was a little hard to predict, like the change in um, as we continued on in our daily lives. Everyone went home. They started using media services more. Yeah. Uh, they started pumping all that money to certain meme stocks and um, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I should also say, I don't know if you saw the thing that. I've been involved in Wall Street bets for like yeah. five or six years. Um, and that's when we really saw our largest uh, number growth was during that that period. Um, and we had taken it when, when I joined, I think we had about mm, 10,000 ish, you know? Yeah. And then we ended up slowly creeping up and then up to like 11 million. I want to <laughs> say we were, we were doing pretty good. We were like in the low, low million, million and a half before. And then it just, went crazy after that time. yeah yeah i mean let's talk about that wall street um bets and obviously uh gamestop were you kind of involved in that and can you give me like a little bit of uh behind the scenes on sure. how that all happened and yeah so there there are a lot of interesting points that and so during this time we were kind of given a gag order because sorry we were just so busy dealing with everything second of all I don't know, it was just a complicated time and there there's a lot of heavy politics involved, both intra Wall Street bets and uh around us, like into entities around us. So right. for for starters, I guess it, let's just talk about like the, the the culture leading up to around that. So before that big large event, I remember like like we were making all these different memes. Like that's kind of like <clears throat> just what we were doing. And I remember when Walt, when Robin Hood, Robin Hood's service was was going down, and like this was before they removed the buy button, which mm, uh, yeah. you heard about. That. Okay, yeah. So so even before that, like their services would go down, and we would make these memes, and that's kind of where you got the diamond hands meme today, is that like, I remember I was making the meme with like I I'm not fucking selling, or then I changed <laughs> it to I can't fucking sell, because the the brokerage is shut down, right? Yeah. That, that's that's how diamond hands happened like you like if paper hands is the weakest where you sell diamond hands is you, you literally cannot sell right you can't mm. sell because the brokerage because robin hood is down right yeah. so that's where diamond hands originated from okay um and then the the other one apes together strong that was because we would all play like video games and stuff together you know mm. um is something we would say when we like would you know pwn some noobs or whatever yeah you know we'd make like ape sounds like <laughs> uh or apes together strong just whatever just goofing on people yeah and when the when the gme thing went, went down um you know we got like a flood of people coming to the discord and i thought these were like og wall street bet people i didn't really know any better right and so i would just say you know contact your congressman blah 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 apes together strong and uh because we had to give out roles for people to speak because it was mm. just too many people and they were just spamming chat right so we had to like make it so only those with roles could speak and people were like hey how can i speak and they would always give me like these inspirational messages and so i kind of like tried to uh make it kind of like a movement you know mm. um and and that's kind of but it got away from me obviously so I didn't realize that these were a bunch of new people. I should have realized it. And they kind of took it and made their own thing. And that's how we got to the right. the ape culture today. The ape culture was like an inadvertent Frankenstein's monster yeah. <laughs> that that got away from us. And yeah, some some apes, um, if you know what I mean by, by when I say apes, right? Ape in, ape emojis, ape this, ape that, mm. 5 million ape NFTs, you know, just... yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
so some OG Wall Street bets are part of the ape. Like there is overlap, right, between OG Wall Street bets and ape culture. Right. Um, but there's also a group of apes that are just they do not play well with OG Wall Street bets and vice versa because Wall Street bets is about making money and not being married to any particular stock. Um, right, right. right. So it's just about money. Whereas uh, super stonks or the ape culture is more about a revolution. Mm. Um, um, right. More about like trying to fight back against hedge yeah. funds. Yeah. Which, which that part I can, I can, I can kind of admire and back like, like the, there is. So the, so the actual idea of the whole kind of GME thing that, that wasn't intended to be the fight against the, the funds no oh well no 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 not at all it's just okay, a money so play right? it started with dfv doing a money play like right, every other right. countless times in wall street bets right yeah, yeah. um but what happened <laughs> was really they tried to like i mean obviously it was a good play in and of itself <laughs> yeah. but when they pushed down upon the people they didn't realize the hornet's nest that they hit Hmm. and yeah and like like someone like me revels in that kind of tinderbox right yeah and i just love i can't help myself but to throw gasoline and matches everywhere <laughs> and just watch it all put into flames right yeah so yeah i mean it was not it was just supposed to be another play but when they hmm. removed the buy button right. holy shit right, did right, i get right, pissed right. yeah and then and then simultaneously, I shit you not, they had people at Discord shut down the Wall Street Bet server. Really? We're talking collusion between social media group companies yeah. and hedge funds. Wow. And to some extent, political organizations all coming down upon us over this one stock. If they had not done that, it would have not have blown up to what it is mm. because you know while i think some of the ape culture is cringe <laughs> they i mean they are right to an extent right they came after us uh, yeah. not just the apes og wall street bets they came after all of us because they made a boo-boo they yeah. didn't want to pay for it and so they called their friends well, to no, shut us down. they didn't even think that they could be called out for it and you know made accountable right. and and they and they had this too big to fail mentality where they couldn't yeah. have uh like the the clearinghouse involved uh it just wasn't accepted that that could come to a halt you know yeah. they it was like we need to do anything possible to stop this now the the excuses that they give the robin gives about removing the buy button is erroneous because if it's a cash account, that's your cash. You you pay for the stocks. If they they you you can remove margin buying, right? If you mm. don't have enough liquidity to you know or or cash to cover that, that's absolutely makes sense, right? But if we're just talking about John wants to sell two shares, you know, yeah. Billy wants to buy two shares. That's 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 an exchange, right? Yeah. It's not for you. It's not for you to interrupt a true exchange. Otherwise, it's not a true exchange. Mm. Um, Do you think? Um... I don't know why, but that's just kind of made me think. Do you reckon it's not that far away that we're going to be having the stock market fully on blockchain, so that you can't tamper with it and you can't do that kind of stuff? Well, it's supposed to be untamperable. However, Robinhood's hmm. scenario is a bit different because they're not. Um, you're not really trading. You're 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 trading like they're kind of like a middleman to the true exchange. Yeah. So to some degrees, they did sell off their rights for that to happen, but there should be no reason for that to happen, right? Mm. Um, because if there if there are if you want to buy a stock and there are sellers, and it's a true exchange, like you can't really prohibit that 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 transaction, right? You can't mm. you can't interrupt that, right? That's that is uh that is shenanigans. You see it in CFD trading, uh, in like you know the EU UK area. Hmm. Um, you see it in sports betting because it's disingenuous, right? It is shady tactics. Yeah. Um, you, that's not supposed to happen on a true exchange. And only did did they do that, but they got their friends to shut down yeah. uh, 
social media groups that the traders were talking on so that they couldn't communicate with one another. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as like, to go back to your question, which I ignored, uh, (laughs) as far as far as like it being on a blockchain. Yeah. There is a long way to go before that to happen. Hmm. And Hmm. we're, I'm trying to make that happen. Right. We got some, we got some interesting things coming up. Um, Okay. Reddit and Wall Street bets and, you know, a lot lot of large companies are getting to blockchain and crypto and NFTs and, I think at the moment they have such a poor, I think partially intentionally that now this is just me putting on a tinfoil hat. (laughs) This is me getting little Alex Jones here. Yeah. But uh, I think that NFTs and crypto have been intentionally um, funneled with horseshit, like to damage their image and reputation. Not that some of it is not genuinely people trying to scam people. Because I see it a lot from, from a moderator side, right? And I talk with marketer, marketers all the time, and I know when they're trying to sh- uh, shill horseshit, right? Mm. Um, pretty much if they have a telegram, I'm like, mm, rug pull, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and I don't know, it's just, it's just how many are either so out of touch or so obviously lying to my face. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I it, think NFTs are going to be absolutely huge. They will be, uh, well, yeah. absolutely. And I'm trying to, that's what I want to do. If if I could if I could have any legacy that I leave in this world, it would be that I help legitimize, and I hate I hate it because it's a buzzword now. Uh, I'm just like anti anti cliche, and I'm yeah. kind of like a goth. You, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, everyone likes it now. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like de- decentralized finance, right? I think that a lot I want of people to only it. see it as not not just DeFi, but NFTs and crypto just see it as a way to make money or they just see it as like a picture for NFTs. Whereas like NFTs can be so much more. Like so Absolutely. much more. People don't realize we could control the entire or most a large chunk of the investment and banking industry. Yeah. Think about 401ks. Think about annuities and life insurance policies. And yeah. The list can go on and on. All that is in the hands of a few people. Yeah. And for once... It's your money. Now it could be in your hands, right? And all those billions of dollars that they rack up to do their shell games uh, will instead be distributed among you. Now, they're, I think it is inexorable, but they will kick and scream every inch of the way. They will use every political dirty trick. They they own every, both parties. Well, I, I think you're what, British or whatever? Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm not sure. I think you got three parties, right? I mean, they but, seem to uh, be getting more every single year, but... Right. All right. They own them all. Yeah. Every one of them is bought. Well, not every one single person, but I'm talking about the majority, right? The people who matter in the team are bought and paid for. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to be using that to their leverage advantage when it matters. They're, they're not going to come down on every little small rebellion, but mm. when it actually does matter, they will squash it, right? Mm. And they're already attempting to do that, but they don't understand that they can't until they start just like straight up putting people in gulags or exec- executing people <laughs> who do who participate in crypto, yeah. they're not going to be able to control that. And they can't do that because they know that would actually cause a uh, social unrest in, yeah. in excess of, of the price worth to doing it. So it is, it's going to happen, but leaders in the industry, including, um, uh, you know, members of wall street bets, uh, you know, like the fellow moderators mm. need to understand that you know we have this responsibility like we have been blessed to be put into this situation i'm not to say that we're like f- fucking leaders i shouldn't use that word right we're not gods like, like we we like it's really about the community yeah. right yeah but we are in a position where we have to we have to make sure that that those participants in wall street bets uh the users are not disenfranchised that like we 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 can do something, right? And it is up to us to help undo the delegitimizing practices of, you know, the, the powers that don't like decentralized finance, NFTs, and crypto. Yeah. You know, there's a what's the saying that um, uh, a lie can try travel faster than the truth, you know, or something mm. yeah, to that yeah, effect. Yeah. The the truth needs help, and 
it is, I think, everyone's duty who are in a position to help, to help that. And it's the same thing for this, you know, decentralized finance, crypto, NFTs. They're going to need help by people who are in positions to do that. And again, I don't want to call us leaders after the whole, like, uh, the you probably don't know it, like the the dog walking debacle that was on Reddit. Um, what was no. it? The anti-work, the anti-work community. That was a big one. Um, but it, it doesn't matter what you want to call us. It's just, we're just people in positions that can help, help bring about this change. And we should, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I think it was, I know we're going back a little bit in the conversation, but I think the, the whole, uh, GME thing was just like a massive win for the, for the underdog and the, and the small guy. Um, for a lot of people, yeah, for some people they're bag holding, but yeah, we, we will, I don't think the show's over. Okay. So what's coming up in the show then? Is there anything that you can reveal? Well, like I said, there's obviously going to be a lot more change as far as like big companies adopting NFT crypto. Now that'll have a double-edged sword. One, it'll legitimize crypto and NFTs, but on the uh, counter side, it'll make it more centralized, mm. right? Um, kind of like the internet. Um, like when the internet first came out, it was like the wild, wild west, and it was great, right? But then mm. it wasn't like seen as like the serious thing for a while until big companies started to adopt it. But then right. it became controlled, you know, and centralized and sterilized and only approved messages of the glorious leader are, are allowed, you know. Yeah. It became very controlled. And that to me, that sort of authoritarian control is certainly something that I I fear. And that's why that's kind of like what clicked in my head and made me realize that we need to adopt nfts and crypto as like wall street bets and that we needed to push uh to to push for that as being more accepted mm. so when did you actually get involved in wall street bets like how did you get involved so th i think the best way to get involved in any community is you just go in there and you start helping people uh being useful like mm. um if someone was like doing something that's bannable i'd let moderators know i was teaching people what I knew about trading, you know, based right, upon right. what I've learned from Lakai. Um, really just trying to help people selfishly, selflessly as much as possible. So um, actually, let's um, go on to you know, teaching people then how to, how to trade. So what did you learn from that trader? All right. So I would say that technically, I don't know what works, but I do know, or like something might work but I think it doesn't, but just because I didn't use it right, right? right so I can't right. speak to that. I, the only thing I know is what does work. Hmm. And that is uh, support and resistance, also known as supply and demand, right? Right. And patterns, usually, oh, and multiple time frame analysis. So usually you want to combine those three and you'll be good. That's all you need. The rest is psychological, everything, okay. everything else. Like, in fact, you could you could literally just say if you once you start understanding that candlesticks, price chart, price patterns, and support and resistance are like the same thing, until you are able to visualize that and understand what I mean by that statement, like you're gonna struggle on the technical side. Okay, right. they manifest in the same way. Um, they're just Right. I would say yeah, patterns yeah, yeah. and support resistance are two sides of the same coin. Within patterns, you'll have support resistance that that makes the pattern play as it does, you know, and and then as you zoom in and zoom out, you'll see it's it's all like the same phenomenon occurring. Hmm. And, and candlesticks are literally just pat like patterns or support resistance playing out, like if you zoom in on it. So that's just the technical side. Everything else is psychological. Nine times out of ten, you either FOMO, like you're just scared. That's usually what it is. You're scared. You're scared of missing out or, you know, you're scared of taking a loss and you just sit there like a deer in the headlights while your account goes to zero. Yeah. Like you, you can't admit that you're wrong. You're just. And how, how can traders combat that fear, both of missing out and also. Um, well, I, you can, it, a lot of it is, is self-discipline 
increasing your own self-discipline in your daily life, right? Mm. Uh, that can be anything from routines, going to the gym, eating right, whatever. Uh, yeah. You can have a vice, and that vice is to help like increase your willpower, so to speak, because you have a, like a bucket of willpower, and you expend that bucket when you have to practice discipline. Uh, so yeah, some people have a vice that they partake of to help refill that that willpower bucket. Mm. <clears throat> I know Lakai smokes, you know, whatever. I don't agree with smoking, but but uh, I, I think he would say it's an integral part of his trading <laughs> regime. You know, he he said once he cannot imagine trading without smoking. Really? Yeah. Um, do you know Do you know why? Because that, that's interesting. It's stressful as fuck. Right. 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 Like, okay. We're talking millions of dollars going up and down in an hour. And the smoking is that stress relief. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everyone's balls get sweaty when when. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, have you actually learned from like him personally, or have you just watched him trade through a community? Yeah, personally, or... he's he's part of Wall Street Bets. Right, right. Um, he's, you know, I'd say he's a big player. He's he's kind of like the de facto leader. He doesn't manage day to day stuff, right? <clears throat> but at the end of the day, he's kind of like the the. Uh, oh, the the supreme patriarch where if he says x where we're doing x if he says y we're doing y i mean he he doesn't tell us what not to do but you know he does have like veto power and, and if he decides we're, we're going to this heading we'll go to that heading right um, so it's kind of he, he sort of became the de facto leader because he was such a good trader because he often is right that's like a saying never bet against the banks and never bet against lakai <laughs> okay so where did where did he learn to trade do you know uh so when he started trading i think it was a little bit before me maybe like a year before the uh the financial crisis or, or during earlier in that year and okay he almost tapped his account i think he started with about 10 grand almost tapped it like down to like 2k and wow. then he just like busted his ass uh like he would just trade he'd wake up and you, you trade until he went to sleep. Right. So you put the time in. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. No one wants to put the time in. Yeah. I have students I that, that tell them, <laughs> put the time in. I have chicks that come up to me. They're like, I want to learn how to trade. Okay. I tell them to put the time in. Do they do it? No, no one ever does it. No. Right. So I may be a little bit jaded when it comes to actually teaching people. It's hard to actually find anyone who, who's ready to do what it takes. They, they just typically yeah. they waste my time the talk is easy right the talk is easy yeah or, or they'll do the things that you, like you'll tell them to do something um but then they'll go and do something else that is like quote unquote fun or it's uh easier for them to do because it's in their comfort zone right uh they, they want that quick win you know yeah. like like okay if you want to moonshot crypto moonshot crypto moonshot crypto is not trading can you make yeah. a lot of money moonshotting crypto? Sure, right? I don't need to teach you how to moonshot crypto. Just <laughs> randomly throw money at coins, right? Yeah. It's not day trading. That's not slugging contracts on the ES, okay? That's, that's just moonshotting crypto. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you want to, um, like, if you want to learn how to actually trade, it's, it's work, it's time, and it's effort. And I have yet to find, even though I've always offered for free to teach people, Never have I ever find found someone who is willing to do what it takes uh, to put in that time. Really? Yep. Wow. I've had people do it for a week, um, and then they inevitably stop. It's because they're they're just too weak. I'm not trying to be rude, <laughs> but that's just it. They're too. You know, there's a one of my favorite movies is Conan the Barbarian. Hmm. And in it, there's like this is what's called the riddle of steel. And then we get the movie. Uh, uh, his father's like, <clears throat> steel is the strongest thing, right? You cannot trust men. You can't trust women. You can't trust beasts. But steel, steel will never let you down. Hmm. As the movie goes, steel does let him down, right? And then he, he meets like the bad guy. And he's like, it's not steel. It's flesh. Flesh is stronger. And he shows Conan how he controls people with his with his persuasion, right? With, with his you know, charisma, 
right? He, mm. the, the power of flesh to make buildings, to to create cults and all that. But even that fails Balsa Doom. Uh, and so in the end, he realizes that the true answer is willpower, right? If you have enough will, you know, if there's enough will, there's a way. And mm. that's really what it is, that people are just too weak-willed to stick through it and decide that this is what they want to do and they will do it till it's done. That's that's what made Lakai who he is today. He's he said, I'm gonna do this until I get it. Mm. And do you think and he that did. that's because life is too easy nowadays nowadays compared to however long ago? And, and it's, people... it's gotta be a mix. I think if it's too if if life is too hard, like it it can break you and it'll make you too risk averse and, and too mm. afraid, right? If it's too easy, you just don't put in the effort. So it's just got to be like the right amount of, you know, it's got to be the right amount. And do you think people need to put that on themselves? Like, if let's say, you know, you've, you've got a comfortable life. Do you think these people need to go out and do difficult things? No. No? I mean, if, you, if you're not cut out for it, uh, just, like, get a job. And there's nothing wrong with mm. that. There's nothing, there is nothing at all wrong with working any sort of job. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor or if you're flipping burgers. Every job is noble. Every job is part of our society and useful. I feel like what I do is less less than someone flipping burgers, right? I'm just mm. right. I see what they, you mean. Yeah. You so mean. there's nothing shameful about having a job and not being strong enough to to trade the markets or play like these political games that's going on uh in the world in the world around us there's, there's nothing wrong you don't have to achieve those stars to be happy right you don't have to be mm. rubbing shoulders with rothschilds and, and goldman sachs <laughs> to have meaning in life right yeah. you 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 can get it around you and that's not to like as a message that everyone bows and behaves to their you know masters it's it is a factual truth there are people with millions who kill themselves yeah. right uh, so there's, there's nothing wrong with a job. F try to find something that you're happy doing. You know, sometimes I've thought about just working in a coffee shop. You know, I mean, mm. the smell of coffee, like get to interact uh, with people every day. Get to, yeah, interact with people. Yeah. You know, maybe like one of those book uh, combo coffee shop uh, yeah. bookstores. Like it'd be so chill. You know, yeah, it's fun. Some jazz maybe. music in the background. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, it's pretty camp. <laughs> yeah. It's like retirement. You know? <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean though. Yeah. It does sound quite good actually. This is this is stressful what I do. I just yeah. feel I feel compelled to do it out of a stupid sense of duty or something. It's it's dumb. <laughs> so what what's your kind of average day looking like then? Is it mostly trading or is it mostly moderating kind of Wall Street bets and Nowadays, kind of... I'll devote a little bit amount of time to managing positions. Um, I've been devoting a lot of time into like the current uh, crypto and NFT projects that we got going. Right. And then I'll devote some time to like seeing how everyone's doing, like see how the other moderators doing. Are there issues? Do I need to like, um, you know, because there's sometimes there's drama, sometimes there's politics, sometimes there's whatever. Right. And I need to make sure that we're all kind of one big happy family working together you know i mean we don't we don't have to all like each other but we have to you know not be at each other's throats right because mm. what had happened once once wall street bets got big this guy called jartek came back and i don't know if he, he was like the original founder and he tried to like sell out mm. all the user base you know so what do we do well me and a few other people disposed him deposed him sorry well, we disposed of him and deposed him, <laughs> <laughs> and that takes a you know it takes like a finesse to to do something like that because he's technically higher on the totem pole on Reddit, and if you know how Reddit works, that means he technically has the power. Right. After he went, guess what? Another group of people came. They tried to do the same shit. So what do we do? We got rid of them. I mean, it's just a, it is just constant like political. Once once something gets big, everyone wants like a piece of the pie, right? Yeah. Like, oh, let me make some money, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but now we're we're now we've gotten this situation where everyone is using our IP, our name to scam users. So now it's kind of like, in order for us to establish a certain amount of legitimacy, 
we kind of have to to just stop stop this insanity you know like 500 companies with wall street bet like logos mm. or wall street bet like images rug pulling their users you see their discord icon they just keep changing their discord icon and name <laughs> right you know it's like they just keep scamming people over and over and over again right so hopefully we can offer some sort of more sustainable legitimate solution that the yeah. users can have fun with we'll just like I don't know, just just something, just anything, and then we can maybe uh, places like Instagram will start enforcing our actual IP, uh, like you know, because because we'll come at them yeah. with copyright, like, hey, they're using our copyrighted IP, can you take that down? Nothing, nothing. Right. Here's our copyright number. Can you take that down? Nothing. While they're scamming hundreds of thousands of users, and. So if they won't do anything, the ball is kind of in our court, you yeah. know? I mean, that's the one of the good things about blockchain, right? That if you were to, I mean, I, I'm not like a master at blockchain, but I imagine it's some thing where it can be legitimate and, you know, you can go on and see that it is the real one um, and you can tell the difference somehow. Well, hypothetically, at the moment, that's a... You know, currently, I think OpenSea is having some issues with counterfeit NFTs because oh, really? the joke is like, you just take someone's NFT, yeah. right-click, save as, and repost yeah. it. You know, like, thanks for the NFT. Um, yeah, I mean, you could even just screenshot it, right? You don't even need to save it. Right. Yeah, I, I usually just control uh, Windows key Shift S when I'm stealing my NFTs. Um, <laughs> so. so yeah, do you create NFTs then, or or do you just buy and sell? Uh, so I was working on an NFT, but um, kind of got more involved in in this project. Okay. Um, I have my own NFT project that I'm not sure how far I will progress on that. It's kind of like I'm trying to get more involved in the industry. I mm. definitely have a lot of experience when it comes to hyping up something or organically right, right. growing stuff, right? And I definitely have a some background in marketing and persuasional psychology. I, I'm I'm good at it, but I just have to get into the industry some way. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. And I think when when we come out with these projects, um that will really like help me with help me with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean are these projects like a I know you, you probably can't say too much, but is it um is it like a website an application or is it is it another community like so it's going to be uh wall street bets community i think there will be okay. at the moment like um perhaps some utility websites that can interact with it you know okay um but mainly it's just going to be like for fun stuff uh okay. the nft is just going to be like a for fun thing just kind of like how you know um Whatever, like how people have, I don't know, I'd say most NFTs are really just for fun at the moment, like the, yeah. the Board 8 Yop Club, right? That's just for fun, really. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you can, hypothetically, if you're trying to save money on your taxes, right, <laughs> uh, use those NFTs as an art and then have it appraised at values greater than you purchased it for and then use that to to, to donate to write off taxes. So you can't do stuff like that, but... For the most people, I think NFTs are just like bragging rights, you know. Right, right, yeah. Um, and then the the <clears throat> the coin will will be sort of a utility based, um, yeah, something something utility so that people can like I don't know do fun stuff like play games and whatever. Mm. Um, and then and then it will that's just kind of like the the alpha release and um, there's a lot of exciting sort of mechanics that. I'm trying to introduce in order to pave the way for for crypto real crypto legitimization and um mm. NFT legitimization and that's and you know some people are going to be kicking and screaming when I'm trying to drag them to that cuz again a lot of Wall Street bet crowd are just about making money and I respect that uh I I'm like one of the people who has like a naive vision of the future you know <laughs> I make myself cringe about it just talking about it, you know. It's, but mm. I, I do honestly believe it. 
Okay. And um, I just had a question in my head and I've forgotten it. Um, I can't remember it. Uh, there was something related to what you were just talking about and I've completely forgot. Um, so where do you see the kind of world within the next, I don't know, two to three years? What's your viewpoint? What's going to be big? What's maybe going to disappear? Um, are we talking, what specific space are we talking about? Um, I guess just anything that's kind of tech. Because um, obviously, mm. okay, okay, let me. The let metaverse me... is going to be bigger than people realize. I was just I, a lot of people. Say, a lot of people think, is, you know, Facebook had his thing. Yeah. Do not, do not get cucked by the Zuck. Zuck <laughs> has power beyond your fucking imagination. Like, <clears throat> I know he's goofy. Maybe he's a lizard. Maybe he's a robot. <laughs> You do not, you, most people cannot fucking comprehend how smart he is, okay? Yeah. And how much power and influence he has. Some He doesn't win every battle. No one's going to win every battle, okay? But don't don't underestimate the Zuck, or you'll get the cuck, yeah. right? <laughs> Metaverse is going to be part of what we have here. It's going to be synonymous as, as big as, you know, crypto is on people's lips today. It is people just don't again, people just don't realize it. The difference is between NFTs and metaverse is Zuck is backing metaverse. Yes. Big large power groups are backing metaverse. They're not backing NFTs at the moment. Microsoft was getting into metaverse, isn't it? I saw. It is going to be it is gonna be big. So I would hmm. say Facebook's at a discount. Not financial okay. advice. Obviously, not 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 investment or financial advice. That's just my yeah opinion. Okay, yeah, because I saw that Facebook had that huge um, kind of drop in price, the massive gap. Uh, yeah, that's because people, <laughs> for some reason, having a third of the world on your platform isn't good enough. You know, yeah. for some reason, <laughs> having the next big thing that every large power group and company is backing isn't good enough, right? Uh, whatever. I mean, people. You can't really shit on people when they make emotional trades, you know, and mm. sell or whatever. I mean, doesn't matter. Um, I'll put it. I'll put it to you like this. Lakai thinks metaverse is going to be big. That's all you need to know. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I think we should definitely do this in a few months again, and we can talk about the. Um, launch. I don't know when. when the, when's Wall Street Bets thinking about launching its uh, NFT thing? Not sure. Okay. Well, whenever that <laughs> is, I think we should get onto another podcast because I know that it's coming up to the uh, the hour mark soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's gone very, very quickly. Um, and uh, by by then, we'll probably have the the coin launched as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think and we should again, definitely do it again. If anyone listens, we're not fucking selling you out. <laughs> it's gonna be promise you. They literally cannot go tits up. These these are not box spreads. Guarantee you. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean I've really enjoyed the chat to be honest with you. Um I think we should definitely do it again. Um thank you for coming on. Um I know it was kind of weird. Um, I haven't done a podcast in quite a long time. Um, but I think this is a very, very good one to kick it back off. Um, yeah, I always love talking to people. That's it's my favorite thing. That, that's what I want my job to be, ironically. Okay. Because I used to not be a people person. I, I thought I was going to be in a lab, you know, just in my by myself in a lab with my science. And yeah. Here Actually, I am talking I to people. I don't know how much time you've got, but like, how did you get out of you know, going from that mindset to, to where you currently are? Because I imagine if you oh, said to yourself, oof. you know, yeah, I'll try to be succinct. Be. <laughs> I'll try to be succinct. Okay. Let's put it this way. Because of the current political grant funding situation between like scientists today, scientists back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, good people. Scientists today, it's about getting grants, which means it's about kissing ass, right? right. Um, it's how well you can smooth, how well you can whatever please people 
And so it's all about making, it's all about getting money and the pay, what they're paying scientists, like people with decades of, of research from tier one universities with publications and nature science is pennies on the dollar. Like, right. uh, was it, uh, nature did a publication back in like 2000, maybe 2009 or something where they said that someone who worked at McDonald's starting at 18 will make more in their lifetime than the average PhD, uh, like wow. someone in the, in the, you know, uh, life sciences, PhD. Wow. Right. Because most of them get the PhD, they drop out. We're just talking about two people in their lifetime. You know, Johnny goes into McDonald's and he stays at working at McDonald's. Sally goes into science in, in genetics. Sally, you know, it, she's going to make less. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's weird. Mm, and it weird. was a, and I was just like, wow, this sucks. My boss <laughs> came in, he told, and he said, I want you to work, uh, what was it, twelve hours a day. And I said, okay, pay me 50% more and I'll work 12 hours a day. And he said, no. And I said, you'll suck my nuts. You no, know, you didn't. I actually fucking did. I was not going to put up with that shit. Like I'm That's not so... slave labor. <laughs> I, I, so I, cool. <laughs> I do not believe in slave labor, right? It is horse shit. So no, I'm not going to do that. I love that. And the market crashed. Uh, so I, I love <laughs> I, as soon as like my thing was ended, I, uh, I, I quit or, or I didn't, I guess, pursue. <clears throat> and yeah. then, um, I went to go look for another lab, a more respectable lab. Uh, and then the market crashed. Nobody had funding. Cause that's one of the first things that got cut was scientific funding. Right. All grants were halted. So no one could take me in. So then it's like, um, I got a job like teaching, uh, organic chem. And like the markets were like BAC hit $5, right? Uh, Bank of America. And I was like, there's no way Bank of America is going to delist. It's fucking Bank <laughs> of America, right? Are you guys fucking, ret I mean, no, it's not going to happen. So I bought Bank of America. Of course it went up like threefold, like in no time. It's, it's Bank of fucking America. It's got America in the name. You know it's good. <laughs> so that's what got me addicted. And okay. Just low pay, crappy hours, 